Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Third and Long, a weekly podcast about the National Football League, keeping you up to date on professional football. Now, here are your hosts, Aaron Hook and Nick Carlson. This is the Third and Long Football Podcast here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, streaming on rowanradio.com channel 2. We are your co-hosts. Myself, Aaron Hook, and across from me, Mr. Nick Carlson. Um, we're going to address some things at the end of today's episode about uh, what the podcast is going to look like going forward in terms of weekly episodes, uh, when those uploads will be, what the structure and format of, of each show will be. Uh, just wanted to uh, address some things, clear some things up, because uh, we know there's been a lack of episodes in weeks past. We do apologize for that, but we are... Plenty of a big off season here. Obviously, the NFL off season gets started pretty much almost immediately after the Super Bowl. Um, in the coming weeks, we'll have free agency and stuff like that. So, going to be a very, very exciting time. But Nick, of course, we've got to debrief the uh, the big game that happened last night: Chiefs and Eagles for NFL supremacy. And it was the Chiefs coming out victorious. And honestly, for me, I, I, I don't know about you. We'll start off with this. One of the better Super Bowls that I've ever seen. Um, high scoring, you know, a lot of action, two great quarterbacks, two of the, I mean, really the two best teams in the NFL last night. I, you know, I, I think it really could not have gotten any more high states than that. Yeah, it was. It, I think it was definitely a good one. When you look at offensively, you know that when it's going to be an offensive shootout, those Super Bowls are going to probably be the better ones. Uh, we saw it with New England and Seattle. We saw it with uh, the Giants and Patriots game. There's a lot of good games that happen in Arizona and I think this was just another one of those. It was a defense that was supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league going against Patrick Mahomes, who was arguably the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. So kind of they both went head-to-head. And, I mean, we saw the first half, it was a little rough for the Chiefs. Uh, you had 14 points, and one of them came from defensively when Hurts dropped the ball. But that second half, that was that was wild from Patrick Mahomes and the, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and especially considering, you know, end of the first half, uh, he tweaked his ankle, and he seemed to be in a lot of pain. They, they showed a few shots uh, of him over on the sideline really grimacing in pain. And so, you know, he goes into the locker room, and during uh, Rihanna's show-stopping performance um, for about 20 minutes or so during halftime, uh, he found it in him to come out, and, man, he played fantastic in that second half. Now, it, it's interesting with Mahomes because in Super Bowls, his numbers haven't exactly jumped off the page like they have in the regular season. But the problem with that is that Bucks game is a little inflated. Right. It's yeah, just because that's they, fair. They brought that up and it was like, oh, he's got sixty percent completion percentage. I was like, yeah, well, right. that was also a game with with broken offensive line. Yeah, he was running for his life yeah. every every single play. Yeah. Um, this time around, though, I, I thought both offensive lines were great. There was one combined sack in this game. And for, it wasn't even a sack. For Yeah, it wasn't really a sack. Well, he ran, ran out, out of bounds, bounds yeah. right? And so they credited the Chiefs with a sack. Yeah. These are the two top leading teams in terms of sacked in the regular season. The Eagles had the third most sacks of any team ever, and yet one sack combined between these two teams. You'd figure that, especially the Eagles' defensive line, was going to dominate um, because of the Chiefs' offensive line being a little bit banged up, but... Man, they held their own, and they gave Mahomes a ton of time to find Travis Kelsey a, a bunch in this game. Kelsey was clearly the guy he was going to 
Uh, you know, Juju pulls in seven catches as well, but we know that in high leverage situations, Mahomes to Kelsey is the connection there. The opening touchdown of the game for Kansas City did go to Travis Kelsey. And so, by, uh, six catches, excuse me, 81 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey gets another Super Bowl reign on that index finger, Nick. I mean, he, for me, is making a, a case to maybe be the best tight end we've ever seen just because of his skill set and, I mean, the way he plays in big situations. I, I don't know your thoughts on that. but uh, It's tough because you think you hear about guys like like Tony Gonzalez, and it's just like I, I wasn't – I grew up kind of with them, but I was too young. Antonio Gates See, is another one of but, those. You know, it's funny. The, the guy for me – I think Gronk stands up Gronk, obviously, yeah. but – uh, maybe to a little bit of a lesser extent, the guy calling the dam last night, Greg Olson, for yeah, me, Greg was kind of, one, yeah. he was kind of Travis Kelsey before Travis Kelsey. Now, he's obviously not as dynamic as a receiver, but he was kind of the guy who could do it all, right? Up the seam as a, you know, kind of a more traditional tight end route, or I think he could line up in the slot, but. The accolades is going to be what separates them. Yeah. Just because it's like, Olsen never won a Super Bowl. And right. postseason touchdowns. Like, Kelsey, like, statistically, every box you could check, I mean, he's won a Super Bowl. He's been in the Pro Bowl, offensive yeah. uh, awards. Olsen isn't that same thing, but Gronk, I feel like he's the only yeah. one who really stands Well, Gronk, uh, yeah, I mean, you could, you could tell anyone that he's the best to ever yeah. do it at the tight end spot, and I don't think you can argue with that. Um, Gronk is so physically dominant. Um, but getting back to the overall scope of the game, you know, for the Eagles, and we'll get to obviously the more controversial stuff that happened at the end of the game in a little bit, but... Just looking at the defense as a whole, I mean, Jalen Hurts played a fantastic game. And the defense, you know, honestly, for a unit that coming in looked like one of the best in the league all season, and Jonathan Dannon had them playing awesome uh, in this in this playoff run. Now, I think the concern, obviously, with a guy like Mahomes, where the Eagles had not faced a quarterback of Mahomes' caliber or really even close to it all season long, the concern was going to be how the defense fares against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And we saw that they did not play particularly well. Yeah, and before we get into the actual defense of it, because I know everyone's going to talk about Jonathan Gannon. I know that he's, I think he's working on the Cardinals job right now, or they're interviewing. But I mean, do you think that Jalen Hurts is really worth $50 million? Because everyone's saying that he played well. He had 400 total yards, four touchdowns. I think three of them were on the ground. I mean... Aaron, if you're if you're Howie Roseman, are you giving him fifty million? You know, in this day and age, I I think fifty million per season. I mean, it it is. They don't have a lot of cap, too. So. I know. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I, I think there's two schools of thought. It's you know, Jalen Hurts is the main cog in the machine, plays the most important position. He's made these incredible strides the last couple seasons. So. You look at the Eagles as a whole, and you say, yes, their roster from top to bottom is, is fantastic. But without Jalen Hurts there, you know, their identity definitely changes. Um, I think he's really the foundation of, of what they want to do with running the ball and throwing it on offense with that great offensive line. Um, I think in that respect, he is worth $50 million. But again, looking at it relatively, the Eagles are going to have to pay a lot of these guys, both this offseason and next offseason – so to give Hurts that kind of price tag is going to limit you, like you said, because of their, you know, kind of like non-existent cap space outside of that. Now we've seen teams in the past when their cap has 
kind of you know held them back. They've been able to rework contracts, work around the salary cap. So obviously, like we just talked about, Harry, uh, Howie Roseman um, really is respected now as one of, if not the best general manager in football. I'm sure he'll be able to work some magic. So for me, I, I think with the way Hurts played, and I know the previous two games he wasn't great, but I think on on the biggest stage, I think he played a, a phenomenal game. I would I would give him what he's asking for, which I guess would be the the fifty million per season um, AAV. I think that my problem, and I I watched Jalen Hurts specific highlights before the game about two hours before. Jalen Hurts has an unbelievable supporting cast, and I, I that was on that was literally on full. At full kind of view for me, that offensive line might be one of the best offensive lines I've ever seen. Some of his highlights are just him running completely untouched 20 yards down the field, and that's set up by the offensive line. A.J. Brown, they're talking about how he's one of the best route runners in the league. Every route he ran was a slant or a go. So it's he's going to get open there. He's a big physical guy. Devonta Smith as well, a great player. And you got good guys like Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders as well. Granted, they didn't play a big part in the Super Bowl last night, but... Jalen Hurts, everyone's going to talk about, oh, he had four total touchdowns. Three of them were QB sneaks. So it's... Right. Uh, you, yeah, you, they love that sneak where yeah, they just bottle everybody formation. up yeah. and they just shove them forward. So it's like you can only do so much, but that's how much of that's the actual offensive line. That's a lot of Jason Kelsey just kind of throwing his body forward as well as Sayomalu, uh, Mylotta. Mm-hmm. There's so many good pieces around him. And then that defense, I, I, as I was walking in here, I was, I was listening to the radio, Mahomes threw one incomplete pass. In the second half, and that one incomplete pass was a throwaway. Right. So I, there's there's a lot of things that went wrong for the Eagles down that stretch, and I still I don't believe the hype with Jalen Hurts. Well, well, that's to my point too. I, I think you got to worry a lot more about this defense and the way they played, and the way that they're going to be able to adjust to whatever new steam they bring in. Because for my money, well, I don't know. I was going to say Jonathan Dannon won't be back, but. I don't. I don't know if anyone else is going to hire him as as their DC or head coach after after what they saw last night. Would you make the argument? Because this has been all over the news right now. Yeah. Do you think that the Eagles had an easy schedule? Oh well, yeah, of course they did. Because, There's numbers to back it up. Yeah, of course they did. Everyone's saying that this was the real test, and in that real test, but still, you put up 35 points. Exactly. That's test. what I'm saying. In the real test, they yeah. still they still played a great game. Yeah. Now defensively, no, but I, I you know, look. Um, and they had a special teams blunder as well with the with the long um, punt, the punt return yeah. uh, that obviously set up the easy Mahomes uh, throw. And they, but, dude, that play was fantastic. I was watching that game, the Tony one or the Moore one, because they were the so, same. So, so the first one, so the punt return set up the Tony touchdown, correct? And then they went to Sty Moore on the on the second one on the on the left side of the field, I believe. So I'm watching that game, and for the Chiefs offensively. I, you know, Mahomes is fantastic, and I've kn- we've known this. So it's like that wasn't really the thought that was going through my head. I'm watching some of the throws he was making at some points, and yeah. I was like, "Wow, that's pretty crazy." When he just slin- when he just sidearms that thing, and it just comes out of his hand in like you know a millisecond, and he finds Kelsey like you know through the middle of the field through this like crazy window. He had a couple of great throws last night, but for me, watching the Chiefs offensively, I was just blown away. By the play calling. It's just d- defensively, look, the Eagles, they love to they love to blitz four guys and then just drop back and play this soft little zone that's been like the Vic Fangio type of 
Steam and Vic Fangio. Actually, funny enough, I saw an article, Ian Rappaport. He said, I, I think only he released this information um, to the public. The Eagles signed Vic Fangio to a two-week contract to help them prepare for Kansas City for the Super Bowl. And as soon as the day You're allowed to do that? As soon as the day ended, yeah, I didn't know you were allowed I to do Fangio that. I thought Fangio was already on the Dolphins. That, so as soon as the game ended, he went to Miami to uh, go coach for them. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, again, I don't know how they pulled that off, but yeah. um, they got him in the building. And again, they, you know, Dannon obviously comes from that tree. They love that drop back quarters, soft zone defense that Mahomes was just able to pick apart. And you add to that, Andy Reid's just genius play calling. There was nothing the Eagles could do defensively. They have the good personnel. I, I I just thought I just think they were a poorly coached defense, and I think Jonathan Dannon got away with it a little bit because of what you brought up a moment ago. The fact that the Eagles had a pretty pretty you know light schedule. So the Eagles uh, and they, they also they also faced you know I won't call Brock Purdy a backup quarterback, but. They faced Josh Johnson last yeah. week. You know what I, I mean? mean? Brock Purdy got hurt in the third snap of the Niners yeah, drive. So. They basically didn't play any quarterback exactly. in the second half, which is Brock Purdy did yeah. throw the ball. So, so I, I think, and Eagles fans, they're going to say, oh, we dominated and all that. And offensively, I guess you could say you dominated. I mean, Jalen Hurts, 27 of 38, 304 yards, had a touchdown. They didn't I mean, really run the ball too well, though. Who? The Eagles? The I Eagles, mean, yeah, outside of Hurts. Yeah, uh, Gainwell, seven carries for 21 yards. Sanders with seven of 16, and Scott with three of eight. So, yeah, I mean, not a lot going. And I feel like when Hurts needed to step up the most as a thrower, which is what I wanted to see. I When they went down 35 to like 27 or whatever it was, I was saying, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I've wanted to see for 21 weeks now. I've wanted to see the Eagles have to come back from something because there was a stat. It's been 20 weeks of, of the NFL season, whatever it is. I think that they have spent 18 weeks. They played Dak Prescott, who I guess you could say is a Pro Bowl quarterback. Not a single quarterback who they had went to the Pro Bowl besides Trevor Lawrence in like week two when it when it rained. Yeah, well, I, I was looking at their schedule and the closest guy to Mahomes for me that they faced all year was Aaron Rodgers earlier in the yeah, year. And, but and that you, was, you could say it's a down year. I, Exactly, and yeah. through the first half of the season, Green Bay was not looking like a playoff team at all. Now, they got the it together down the stretch. In the yeah. second half, they got it together and nearly did make the playoffs, um, And but they did look like a much different team with the Christian Watson breakdown and Rodgers, I think, figuring some stuff out as well. But they played Aaron Rodgers at a time where he was just kind of all over the place. So, again, it's not the Eagles' fault. You play who's on the schedule, that is for sure. But just looking at you know what the what the narrative was coming into the game. You're a hundred percent right. What the defense's biggest test was going to be was clearly this Chiefs offense, and they just they just couldn't handle them. Now, to be fair, <laughs> the Chiefs defense did do a great job. I, yeah, just, uh, they did force what could have been maybe the biggest play of the game if it had stood, which was the um, the Gainwell fumble, the Stupin score. Oh uh, yeah, okay. right. Which should which. In my mind, that should have been a touchdown because uh, the Sanders co- one, the one where he caught it. Yeah, and then, yeah, Miles uh, Sanders. I'm sorry. No, maybe I, if he takes an extra step, right? Yeah, he had to take an extra step. Okay. I thought. All right, so <clears throat> let's go through all of the ones that that could have been. Did you yeah. think that the Devonta Smith was a catch? I got confused because his knee hit the ground it's, first. That's where I was. It's, thrown it's off. really tough. I would say 
I th- I thought it was, I think it's attached. You thought yeah. it was attached. I thought it was attached because I saw him bobble it, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, you know the bobble rule really it gets me, and it, the, it the Goddard like by... one too. It was like a different type of situation, but I I feel like the rule is too flexible, too fluid. You know what I mean? I thought Goddard's was clear. It's just they weren't showing me a, like a like yeah. a, like a freeze frame. They were shot. almost trying to make it seem like yeah. he didn't catch it. Yeah. But. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, so Sanders, did you think it was a hold? Yeah, it was clearly. You, a hold. you thought it was a hold. It was clearly yeah. a hold. And you know what's funny? You go back. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I do not remember at what point in the game. Does that define it happened. the game? Though it happened. Juju had. There was a clear oh, yeah, pass interference. Pass yeah, interference yeah. call against Bradbury that didn't get called yeah. against Juju. Yeah. So it's like, you know what, Eagles fans, and I've. Oh my god, I have seen some of the most insufferable tweets on my timeline. And you know what? We're not here to hate on the Eagles because they did play a fantastic season. And although it is it is fun for two North Jersey guys to kind of, you know, poke fun, <laughs> at, poke fun at Eagles fans down here and, you know, have some good fun and whatever um, in the sports department chat where maybe it does get a little heated sometimes. But look, like, man, Eagles fans are acting like that play just, just, just – Took them off of the throne that they were going to be crowned champions, and then all of a sudden, the game's over. It's like you realize that even if that's not called, you still got one timeout and about a minute and forty seconds to go down and get three points, which is not easy to do. Now again, mm. both offenses were rolling. I was going to say, yeah. So you never know. But again, there were missed calls on both sides, and the Eagles had the entire half. You know, they they score they score. Um, 11 points in that second half after putting up 24 in the first half. They did not play fantastic uh, offensively in the second half. You had the bid throw down the sideline to Devontae Smith. But, again, outside of Hurt, I, I didn't think the passing game was really there too much in the second half for the Eagles. So uh, Yeah, and I don't have the exact stats for it, like half mm-hmm. by half. But, I mean, take away that, that throw. I'll I mean, try and find them. Spagnola, what he was able to do defensively pressure-wise, I mean, Jalen Hurts actually had to, like, get out of the pocket. Like, right, He actually, yeah. like, was facing pressure. That's why it'd be interesting because... I've I've Eagles friends are like oh well at least the Eagles played well Jalen Hurts is that guy and I, I still am not sold on him I I refuse to be sold on him just because granted yeah 304 yards I, he's got 15 carries 70 yards and three touchdowns and it was literally the equivalent to Jason Kelsey picking him up and running him in so uh, it's I refuse to believe it especially with the competition yeah he put up 35 points but three of it was off the QB sneaks and 304 passing yards well. I, I'd say you could make the argument 250 yards of them were just him just chucking it up to Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. Look, I, I would argue that, here, I'll put it to you this way, right? Obviously, I, I think the knock maybe on Hurts in the run game is that, look, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not this elusive, shifty guy. I think but he's better than Lamar Jackson. On the ground? 100%. Well, actually, okay, all right, no, no. Maybe not on the ground. Well, no, I'm not. As I'm a not, quarterback. As I'm, a not, quarterback. I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just... I'm trying to get to the basis of, like, your argument. So you're not sold on him as a thrower is what you're saying. I'm not sold on him. I guess, I guess I'm not sold on him as a quarterback. You just don't want to give him that much money is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I would If I he would was not asking for $30 million a year, you'd be fine with yeah, that? Yeah, because I think that the problem is when you're going to lose Jason Kelsey. He's probably retiring. If not, he stays, then you lose him in the next year. Lane Johnson's getting up there. Say is a free agent. Yeah. You're going to lose Garner Johnson as well. You're going to lose Bradbury. There's a lot of guys you're losing. And if <laughs> Bradbury's going right back to the Giants, yeah, I think. <laughs> if... if, if, if 
uh, if Hertz wants fifty million, you automatically can't pay any of those guys. So who right. are you going to well, sign if Hertz wants all that money? Yeah, That's, it's a he's sacrifice. Lo- he's losing like eight of his weapons right there because he wants all that money. So if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm I'm not happy right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely a sacrifice that um the the Eagles are going to have to make the decision on. Uh, but I think again. Hertz has been the main cod in the machine for them, and I think if the Minshew games didn't prove that, at least that he's like right. he's more. If if Minshew goes in and wins both those That's games, what I'm, I'm sitting here today saying that Jalen Hurts. So it's an, so it's an issue of money for you, basically. Uh, yeah, I, Rel- yeah, and I, I did. It's not all just the dollar value. It's is Jalen Hurts an elite elite quarterback to be paid that type of money. I would say he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't know if he's on the is he top five. That's what they're talking about in the sports department. Uh, it's close. Yeah, I would probably say at this point he's he's close to the top. Everyone five. was trying to argue Hurts over Allen, and I well, I that's can't. that's what someone said that last night. I don't know if they actually said it. I don't think they said it on the broadcast. That would that would be strange. But someone said it that Hurts is like there with Allen, or he's about to eclipse him because we've seen we've seen Allen struggle. I, I don't know if I would go that far. My yet. problem is like you look around, you look at Mahomes, and so offensive line wise. I'd say that the Eagles destroy them in the offensive line. Granted, the the Chiefs give up zero sacks, but look at his receivers. Kadarius Toney had a touchdown. Sky Moore had a touchdown. Yeah, Travis Kelsey had a touchdown, but Justin Watson, Jarek McKinnon, and Juju all got involved. Yep. Look at it for the other side. Devonta Smith, a very good wide receiver. A.J. Brown, you can make an argument top 10 in the league. Dallas Goddard, you can make an argument top 5 tight end in the league. And then you look at the run game in the offensive line as well. Hurts has the weapons defensively as well. And Mahomes was able to outdo him. No, his weapons are, de- are definitely yeah. a lot better. And, and would you make the argument that the Bills have worser weapons yeah. than, than the Eagles? Yeah, yeah, I would say. I mean, so. at, at some points in those playoff games, now I like Dawson Knox. He's the safety blanket for Allen. At some at some points in those playoff games, it was literally just did to Allen versus the defense. I mean, it's crazy. So then so, let's say. And the, Dave Davis is a good deep threat. I liked him as a number two. Uh, he wouldn't be a. He's not better. He's not even close to better than Devonte Smith. Yeah. Um. I think Quez Watkins and him are almost like sort of comparable as deep threats, deep speedy guys. Him and Gabe Dave Davis? Davis is better. Yeah. Dave Davis I, is better. I, I think you're about to be like, oh, Quez Watkins is better. No, than no, Gabe no, no. no. I was about to be like, Dave Whoa. Davis is better, but he's the third wide receiver on the on the Eagles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And by a large margin, because I think he dropped could, a wide open ball. You can have Devontae so. Smith, or yeah, he did. That was bad. Yeah. You can have Smith or AJ Brown as your number one on pretty much any other team in the in the league. So let's say. So Chiefs thirty eight, Eagles thirty five. Let's say it was the Bengals instead. You think that the Eagles beat the Bengals? That's that's where it gets tough for me because I don't know. I, I look at these I other think, teams. I think the Bengals win because you think so? Really? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think I think with the way they play defense and the way Burrow reads defenses, I I think the Bengals may have even put up more points. I mean, I know I know oh, that. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, I think the Chiefs' D-line is better than the Bengals' D-line. I think you say what you want about yeah. Trey Anderson and DJ, DJ Reader, but Frank Clark and Chris Jones Yeah, they were dead monsters. after it. Chris yeah. Jones is an absolute tank. That yeah. guy is one of, I would say, the five best, maybe even you could shorten that list to three, best defensive players in the NFL. That guy is a game wrecker. He's so, like on Aaron Donald type of yeah. levels of stuff right now. Yeah, I mean, really. I, I think probably you go Donald, you probably go Chris Jones, 
You could throw Bosa up there and probably uh, Parsons. Yeah, Michael game Parsons. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it is crazy. I think it's wild because you say T.J. Watt too when he's healthy. TJ, yeah, T.J. Watt. It's wild because it's like they still put up thirty-five points, <laughs> and it's like Chris Jones did so much. Well, I think we knew it would be a high-scoring game, right? I didn't think it would no? be. I well, not high-scoring. I I was expecting like twenty-four twenty. Like okay. I was expecting something like that. That's fair. I was expecting this number one defense. I mean, this number one defense was not a number one defense. No. It wasn't even close. I mean, Mahomes torched them time and time again. Because they played a, a real quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, like, that's that's the way we're going to put it. And uh, it's it's funny because, and Eagles fans will never admit it, but that's that's how it is now. I mean, you let me try to pull up the Eagles schedule. And you look at the Chiefs yeah, schedule and who, they, and who they've played. I got well. it for you. Eagles went. Eagles went. Lions. Okay, so you play Goff. And then you have the Vikings and Commanders. All right, so Kirk Cousins on prime time, and then who, Taylor Heineke? Taylor Heineke at that point. Then you had Lawrence in week four. Then you went to Arizona and faced Tyler. Then you hosted Dallas. But that was was Cooper Rush. That was Cooper Rush, yeah. Um, Mitch Trubisky was next. Trubisky and Nine or whoever it was, Pickett at that point. Uh then at Houston, you host yeah, the Commanders, which they lost to Taylor Heineke and the Commanders. Um, that was the worst game the Eagles played all year, by yeah. the way. And because that they had hurts for yeah. that game, and they just did not look like themselves. Um, then you went to Indianapolis, which I believe at that, that was, point was, uh, it that was Ellinger. Ellinger yeah. Was it Ellinger? Yeah. So then you had Green Bay, which and is what was, I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers got hurt in that game. Because Jordan Love played, oh I remember gosh, that. Yeah, I remember. Rodgers got yeah. hurt, and then Love had to throw a pass to Christian Watson or something. Yeah, Love threw nine passes, sits of nine for 113 yards. And so a, and yeah, a you you face Jordan Love, and then the Titans won. I'm pretty sure it was Malik Willis. Yeah. So you're Malik right. Willis, and then you play Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Dak, but then again you had Gardner Minshew, and then the Saints was Andy Dalton, and then you play Daniel Jones, and then you play Daniel Jones again, and then you play <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. So yeah, like, exactly. I, who did you play? Like I, I like I don't understand. Like we're, and look, we're only hammering it home because some because Eagles fans, I I don't know. We don't want to make this all about the Eagles, but it's like there were so many narratives coming into it to try and disprove that the Eagles were just this absolute juggernaut. Which look, they've been they have been a fantastic team. We're not denying that the Eagles are a great team. Um. Very well coached, uh, obviously, outside of defense. Um, but <laughs> The number one defense in the league like, outside of defense. Like, like uh, there was just so much riding into this game that, like, the Eagles could just do no wrong. And it's like, you didn't see them play anybody on their caliber all year. And when they finally did, you had a great game. So I I, I don't think we could have asked for much more I think from if last this, night. if this game was, like, 38-7... I would have came on here and I would have been like the Eagles were the worst team in the NFL. Oh, like they, I, what do you mean if they got blown out? Yeah, I would have. I would have. I would have. Well, then they would have just looked like total frauds. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, they were too talented. I would say they they're talented, but I just think that it's one of those things where it's just like you got beaten by the better team. Exactly. And the Chiefs are the better team, and I mean, yeah, the schemes and everyone that that everything's set up when you have a good offensive line, good wide receivers, yeah. good running back. When all that leaves, you're facing the toughest schedule. Statistically, one of the toughest schedules ever to be played in the NFL are the Eagles. And the Chiefs had, or the Eagles, one of the easiest. So, so it's uh, well, yeah, because the Eagles they're going to be playing the toughest one next year. Oh, really? So that's that's why I want to see if Hurts okay. goes fourteen and three again, all the power to him. Yeah, but that's I don't think that's right. going to happen. So 
after the game, um, Andy Reid was quoted as saying that he would have to think about whether he wants to hang it up or if he wants to come back and continue coaching. Obviously, the guy is just, at this point, a certified offensive mastermind. I mean, when you give him a quarterback of Mahomes level, it's just going to explode, which we have seen it now, right? Yeah. Two Super Bowls in the past four seasons. Um, one of the best offensive runs in NFL history. One of the best wide receiver, I'll call Kelsey. Uh, I mean, I'll say this. What, they've got two of the best quarterback receiver duos over the last 10, 20 years with Mahomes and Tyree Kill and Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So that offense is obviously one of the most dynamic we've ever seen. Patrick Mahomes is well on his way to uh, shattering records, becoming a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think that's pretty much set in stone at this point. But if you are Andy Reid, I, I don't really see an incentive to walk away. I mean, he is getting up there in age, obviously, and maybe he feels that he doesn't have anything left to prove. But <laughs> I don't know. If I were him, I'd be I'd be sitting pretty with Patrick Mahomes for the Nets close to yeah, a decade and, 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 just, yeah. and just chilling and, and winning more raids, man. Yeah, it's just tough because, like, he's 64. Like, I, That's what I'm, yeah. You could, you really could, you could be in a Super Bowl the next 10 years. He's been coaching for 31 years. He, I, was yeah. the, he was the Eagles coach for 14 seasons. Yeah, that's that's, that's mind-blowing to me. Imagine if he had Mahomes at the start of the Eagles tenure. Oh. I mean, you'd have oh, Mahomes. For, he'd, be the, he'd be the goat. Yeah, you'd have 20 years of, like, Super Bowl. Like, that I think Tyree Hill even said, he's, he's, he thinks, now obviously he played for him, but he said he thinks Andy Reid is the goat. I think in terms of X's and O's, He's got a case. I think he has a case. I don't. I think. I think it's still Belichick. Well, I think I'm not arguing. Yeah. I'm not arguing that Belichick isn't the greatest. But in terms of purely offensive steam, I think you're just saying he reads the best offensive coach we've ever oh, seen. Oh, offensive, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I, you saw it yesterday. I mean, just the way he's able to kind of scheme everybody. Here's the thing, though. Let's say Andy Reid leaves in like two years. Let's say he's like, I'm. I'm going to hang it up here. Right. I, I won my final Super Bowl. Whatever. Right. I'm out. Does Mahomes take a decline? Or do you think Mahomes well, makes Andy Reid so, better and they're like a perfect lot? So this is the interesting thing. So we've seen their staff kind of deplete, right? So Or is it Biennemi? Like yeah, so, there's so many moving So Biennemi obviously is still there, but he's been up for head coaching interviews the last few years. Yeah. And he hasn't gotten a job. And obviously Mike Tafter, the quarterback's coach, leaves to go uh, be the Giants offensive coordinator last year. Yeah. So he's out of there. Um and then if Reed leaves, you know, again, if the enemy goes through another cycle where he doesn't get hired for another job, you know, he's obviously going to be the guy there. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, does he take the decline? I don't think so. But do they look exactly the same? Like, do all the parts around Mahomes fit in as well? I, I'm not too sure. I I'm think not they too were, sure. They were like 14 and three this year. I think they go like 13 and four. Instead, like I like I, Mahomes is just too good. Mahomes yeah. is not declining until his body tells him. Exactly, so, you and you I mean? saw it yesterday. Like I, he's running on one leg, and granted, when he went into that locker room, they probably injected him with like thirty like painkillers. Like he was probably like like right away they probably like like got to him. So I mean. What he was able to do on that leg, you look at some of the other guys as well. Travis Kelsey he signed for the next four years, so you're going to have him for a while, and you've got to think if you're Andy Reid, you can take those three and really just run with it. And it's funny because you think about 
So, all right, ready? Think who's the top five quarterbacks that comes to your mind, like right now in the league, like top right five. Now you no want to just run five yeah. off of you? I'll go Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, I guess you throw. I guess you put Hurts in there, right? Okay, and then who's, who's for five? four? Here, Would you say Herbert? Uh, Would you say Trevor Lawrence? Um, hold on, I, I think Herbert is in that conversation. Yeah, to some of the older guys that have kind of have tailored off. I, I think Justin Herbert. Yeah, I think I think I'll give Herbert. Now, the what's spot. what's the thing that they all have in common besides Hurts? Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and Herbert. Well, I mean they're all better guys. They're all, they're all young too. They're all in the AFC. Okay, sure. and Mahomes has been to five straight championships. Oh yeah, and been they've, to three. They've so dominated. He, Mahomes and Andy. And they've Reed. had the Bills number for years. Exactly, and yeah. it seems like the Bengals they were finally able to beat him. Right, but and then you look around, and you well, see Herbert. Oh, okay, Let, let's be fair. If um, that penalty, if I don't Joseph hear about the penalty. Is it, is it a little bit overzealous there? I think we don't know. I don't know. You but never they're know. They're at like the thirty-eight yard line. Like that's. Yeah, I know, but. Still, I mean, was that really Mahomes beating Burrow there? I, just, I don't know. That's a good... Honestly, the Eagles probably watched the Bengals game, and they probably were like, all right, so this is how we beat Mahomes. Because the Bengals did... They were beating Mahomes, and it's just yeah. Burrow threw two picks, but I just don't think it's wild. How, take away the Hurts turnover, he has a fumble, but, like, no interceptions. And, like, I mean, the, <laughs> the Chargers just don't know how to win. You you, you obviously know that with yeah. the other meltdown. Of yeah, the, yeah. I mean, a 27-0 or 27-7. <laughs> it's funny because, like, Herbert's that number five guy, and Lawrence is being talked about as well. Yeah. Who in the NFC is really making that jump? Dak Prescott, America's team. You're waiting for the Cowboys to get going. You looked at the NFC. I don't know if there's a top 10 quarterback. Like, where I is Rodgers? Rodgers. Is top ten. He's still top ten. Let's be fair. Her cousin's borderline. If he goes to the Jets, I mean, is he top ten still? <sighs> what do you think they're gonna say, <laughs> dude? The the weapons in New York are better than the weapons in Green Bay. Don't get me started. Do you think Garrett Wilson is better than any receiver the Packers have? Don't lie. Don't lie to me. Nick Carlson. Christian Watson's not a I bad. Stop Christian it. Like, I, I love Christian Watson. He's not better than Garrett Wilson. Right, so then, is Christian Watson better than who, Elijah Moore? Who do we got? Elijah yeah, Moore, yeah. Davis. Well, their number two next year is going to be more out of the slot, and then you have Corey Davis on the other side of him. So you know, and the running backs. I mean, you're we're waiting for Brees Hall, who was maybe going to challenge Wilson for offensive rookie of the year before he got hurt. Got him coming back. So I mean, obviously Aaron Jones is fantastic, um, but I don't know. I, I I think I think your weapons in New York. You you get a number one receiver right away in Garrett Wilson. You can try and unlock, finally, fully unlock Elijah Moore, who as I a rookie... I about to say Zach Wilson. I was about to be like, what do you uh, mean finally unlock? No. I mean, Wilson... I just they the got Mims, too. Yeah, but he's... Uh, Mim, Mims is like... Um, he's he, like the fifth guy. He's kind of a fringe guy. Yeah. He, if someone goes down, Mims is a good option. I don't really want him out there as a starter. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Again, you went to the NFC, outside of Jalen Hurts... I don't really see another top 10 quarterback. If you want to say Aaron Rodgers at the bottom of the top 10, that's fine. He was still good this year, especially at the Could end of the year. you still say Stafford? I mean, he got hurt, so we don't know. Like, I, w- I wouldn't say. He, w- he wasn't. He w- I mean, before the year, the conversation was he's going to be playing hurt. There was something going on there. But even when he was on the field, he didn't look very good. Where do you put Kirk? I would say put- I would say I would say he's borderline top ten. If you want to say he's at the bottom of the top ten, I don't think I can have a real issue with that. And Daniel Jones is up there too. 
I don't think he's top ten yet. I think he's close. That Vikings game shocked me. I, I was like, I, I was like, close. this guy looks really good, and then he walked into Philly and just got destroyed. Right. But. Right. Um, okay, so let's let's um, talk about the holding draw. Let's talk about the holding draw. I know we talked on it briefly, but in in real time, to me. I was in agreement. I was like, that is, that's a horrible call. But the angle they were showing on Fox did not show the whole story. First of all, um, when he did, when Juju gets off the line and he goes to make the initial plant of his foot, Bradbury is clearly grabbing his jersey yeah, from the back yeah. and he's got his other hand around him. Yeah. That is a hold. It's a te- not a, maybe not a textbook, textbook hold, but that's a hold. They're going to call that. So it's like, you know, I, the argument for that not being a penalty, the argument is that at that stage of the game, yeah, that in the was Super the Bowl, yeah. they'd been playing physical all game. The refs had missed some calls, so it's like... There wasn't a lot of calls, though. There that's wasn't what I'm saying. They there was been, no holding call. They'd been letting them play, so everyone was like, how do you call that there? I, I, I don't think the context of previous calls... Yeah should matter as much as people think. Now, again, I've really seen Eagles fans arguing that, so obviously they're going to be upset and make that as an argument. But catchable. That's the big argument I've But that only matters for pass interference. I, yeah, I know. That's why so I, that, that, I feel like that's irrelevant. Yeah, because the hold came at the line of scrimmage. And Mahomes basically. is obviously looked at Juju's way, Yeah, and he only he only makes the ball unthrowable because he's like, my guy's getting hold, held, yeah. is he not? He, how, like, what am I supposed to do? I'm just going to throw this away. And he's, like, Mahomes was screaming for a yeah, penalty right away, after. Yeah. So he knew. He knew. And Bradbury knew, too. So I stop it with this. Does that ruin the Super Bowl, though? No. You don't think so? It's part of the game. It's, because fo- that, yeah. it's football, man. It's well, football. Goodell came out. He's like, that's a, that's a, fl- that's a penalty. Like that's, it, And the refs came out. Mike Pereira. Everybody was like, that is a flag. Like, it's a penalty. Now, look, it's a tough spot. And Bradbury even said it too, right? Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're backed inside your own red zone, so you've got to play obviously press, press yeah. man. So it's a tough spot for Bradbury, but it, it, that's football, man. I, I'm sorry, you, you you can't blame the loss for the Eagles in the Super Bowl on solely that call. You cannot. There were too many things that they that they did wrong. Again, the defense had a, a bad game, really bad game. Granted, again, we're going to keep saying this because we don't want to stay too one-sided. Mahomes and the offense has have been fantastic. So playing an offense to the tower, we didn't expect the Eagles' defense to shut them out. I was just, I was fine with being one-sided. Let's <laughs> go Chiefs, but like I, I I think at the same time that Mahomes that second half. Like that's his legacy right there. Like that's and like that 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 run. Yeah, on basically oh, yeah, one run, angle. Yeah. I mean, come Does on. Does that go down? As, come I, on. I was seeing they're like, oh, let's rank the Super Bowl like moments of all time, and like Mahomes' run is like three, and I'm like, I. Uh, yeah, like, well, I think that's a little. I think that's, that's jumping like the gun. Bias. Yeah. Like, I mean, for him, that's one of the that's one of the better moments he's had. Yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. That's not when the game was over for for me though. I was like after the punt return. Right. I was like, that's it. Yeah, there, there exa- like, exactly. You have yeah. a special teams blunder where you give up an 80-yard punt return. Yeah. It's like... Because that was with like seven minutes left in the game. And then now they go up, I think, what was it? By like... They went up by eight. Yeah, and I was, was like, all right, that's it. And then what, Hurts goes three and out right away or something, and then they just get the ball back? Or, yeah. Or no, Hur- no, Smith went down the field. Hur- Hurts had his moment too where he runs in for the two-point conversion. Again, that's what I'm saying. I thought Hurts played very well. It's just... Mahomes had the ball last, and we've yeah. seen how that has worked out for Josh Allen and company. We now we see how it works out for Jalen Hurts. Is Mahomes the MVP though? Like, is he the MVP of that game? He threw for well, like 160 he was, yards. He, he was going to get it, 
Now, I have a very interesting wrinkle. If they, if the Miles Sanders scooping score was ruled a touchdown, yeah, Bolton would be the good Nick bit. Bolton, yeah. I think, has to be the MVP because yeah. he picks up the Hurts fumble and runs it in. He has, and then like, he was the guy who who ran in the Sanders one. So it's like two defensive touchdowns in the Super Bowl. You gotta give it to him. Yeah, I mean, what KJ Smith for the Seahawks got one for like yeah. having a pick six, right? Like, <laughs> so it's oh, like, I yeah, that. I mean, Bolton could get one. No one else really pops off the sheets. Pacheco. Had 76 yards, and, and Mahomes had 44 he rushing yards. He was great. Yards. Was Pacheco not great? Yeah, I, he was good. He's going to be... I mean, Clyde's done. Clyde was hilarious. He's, yeah. he's off the team. You have a future with Pacheco. He's a rookie. You got three more years of him. And he's a, he's a little shifty guy. He's I mean, a seventh-round pitch. He's from Rutgers. Running like this. I know he's from Rutgers. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I watched every snap of this guy's college career. And he looked pretty good. He had a touchdown as well. He then, runs like his life is on the line, exactly, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's awesome to watch. And then you got McKinnon there as well. So you get rid right. of Clyde, and really no one else kind of popped out. Kelsey Smith-Schuster. I mean, we were talking about before we went on. I think you can make an argument that uh, Andy Reid is the MVP. I mean, they would never give it, but yeah. Andy Reid would be. No, the MVP. I mean, yeah. Again, in terms of calling the plays and whatnot, yeah, I, I think Andy Reid just just overall um, did a a fantastic job. Just looking at some more numbers real quick uh, before we go to break. Uh, Devontae Smith seven catches for a hundred yards. Obviously, had the uh, the lawn went down the sideline for forty five yards. AJ Brown, six receptions, 96 yards, and uh, the opening touchdown. Um, or sorry, not the opening touchdown, but he had the first receiving touchdown, the only receiving touchdown of the game for Philadelphia. Um, that At that point, made it 14-7, to seven, I think. Goddard, six for six. I thought Goddard was really good. He had some tough catches, um, some balls that were like... That throw... He had, he had a few hand catches that were great. Where yeah. he, he, I don't know how he didn't lose it, but... Well, that the one throw from Hertz to Goddard when it was bobbled and yeah. they like review it, that was Hertz's best throw of the day. Yeah, you could like you make an argument just chucking it up to AJ Brown, like <laughs> yeah, all right, AJ Brown adjusted that like, great throw. Okay, that's true. He did slip around the the defensive. Yeah, back like to catch it, like that. it's just a great wide receiver play. Devonta Smith, he's wide open. Like I could have made that throw. Dallas Goddard, I mean, Hertz was able to kind of fit that in over McDuffie's hand and then right in front of another guy. Right. So Hurt, that I mean, that's that was an unbelievable throw. I mean, before I head out, who do you think? I mean, as of right now, yeah, Chiefs win the Super Bowl. You think the Chiefs are the favorite to repeat? I mean, I know yeah. that I'm pretty sure they are, but like, who do you think is going to be the best one to repeat yeah, right now? Well, all right, yeah, you go first because I have mine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, no, no, you're leaving. You go first. Go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna say Falcons are gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, what? Yeah, they for what? What do you think? Rodgers signed there or something? They have it's they have the same exact schedule as the Eagles. They have the easiest schedule, so they're about they're not, a, they're not the Eagles. They're right? about a wa- the Falcons. Are Who's about gonna a be wa- their quarterback? That's your Desmond. Is Desmond it does, Ritter Jalen? If Desmond Ritter's Jalen Hurts, then maybe exactly. I don't know. It's if, I don't you, know. if you get a good offensive line and you run the ball, they have good wide receivers and they have the easiest schedule. This is Eagles two right here, and you know what? The Eagles are a bird. The Falcons are a bird. This is just this is set up perfectly. <laughs> So. That is some crazy logic right there. <laughs> I guess I got to go with the Chiefs. Again, I guess we'll see how the 2B carousel plays out um, and where Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, and Lamar Jackson, where they all decide to go. Um, and by the way, that Baker rumor that we talked yeah, about before coming out there. There's a, apparently a rumor that Baker's uh, it's, it's heating up that he's going to go to the Baltimore Ravens, Ugh. which I guess you could say kind of cements Lamar leaving, but like they want to franchise tag him. But my confusing with the franchise tag is like, can Lamar just be like, no, I don't want to sign it? And then they're like, all right, I guess we got to trade you. Like something like with like the Juan Soto type deal. Well, he should just say, I'm not going to show up. 
But then it'll be like Le'Veon Bell, where it's like, all right, you're still on the team. Like, you're just not playing this year, right? Or Well, it's only one year. He'll just be like, I'll sit a year and leave. You pay me. You pay me my money. Yeah. I'll take my money yeah. and go leave. <laughs> so do I don't you, want to play for you. As a Jet fan, do you want Lamar? Do you want Aaron Rodgers? Or do you want Derek Carr? <sighs> I think, okay, I'll put it this way. The most realistic option is think- Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr? I would yeah. say. I would say Derek Carr because he's been released. He wants the Saints though, or something. Saints uh, no, he denied a trade to the Saints. I no, think. no, you know why he did but that? They, but they taught him. The Raiders just taught him. Yeah, dude. Do you know why he he didn't he did that? To mess with the Raiders. Now the Raiders have right, to eat, right. The Raiders yeah, have to, to, eat get, the cap. to get leverage. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So he was going to go to the Saints regardless. Probably. I would it's just. I would say yeah. The most realistic option would be Carr, which I would be okay with. He's, which one makes them a Super Bowl contender? Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Jackson would be the most fun option because then I think the variability is crazy. I think Lamar on the team makes them a, a playoff team, no doubt. What about but Rogers? I don't know. Lamar hasn't won in the playoffs. Rodgers, although he has... He, he he's won a Super Bowl, and Rodgers, yeah. I trust more in the playoffs than Lamar, obviously. The problem is with, like, with Rodgers is like, that's it. You got him for two years max. Like or maybe three. Like, are you I, in win said, now mode or like? Yeah, I or think like they are. The, yeah, but you got Brees I think, Hall. I, I think the defense is good enough too. I think the defense is good enough. The weapons are there. Uh, yeah, you, but you so, gotta tweak the offensive line a little bit. I think Rogers on the Jets right now makes them a contender. Yeah, I would say so. You you signed Lamar for like six years, and then you got you got Quinton Williams, you got Sauce Gardner, you got Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. They're all under what like age twenty two. Like. You're gonna have him for the next five years. Rogers leaves in two. But when is when is the a process. guy like Aaron Rodgers just gonna hit the market again? But Lamar is you like, know? All right, how no, far, he's not Aaron how Rodgers. How far is Lamar from Aaron Rodgers? They're like, different pe- players. Like peg wise, he's like two pegs below him. They're just different. Pl- they're different. They are different. And Lamar's been injury prone. So mm. When is yeah, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, an all-time great quarterback, just gonna come unhinged at age thirty-eight? All right. So how many wins do you think the Jets get with Aaron Rodgers? How many wins do you think they get with Lamar Jackson? I'll put them in the 11, 12 win range with, with Rodgers, maybe. Double digits for sure, I would say. You think say. Lamar, they get like 10, but you think Lamar yeah, I, think, I think either of those, they win double digit games. I'm just talking about the ceiling. I don't know what Lamar's ceiling is. He's obviously a fantastic, dynamic player, right, who opens up your offense in so many ways. Rodgers, though, I think in the steam that the Jets have right now in place with the receivers that they have, I think Rodgers is the better fit. And I think he would, just because of, of how he plays the game, I say Rodgers makes them a contender. I don't know if Lamar makes them a true Super Bowl contender. It would be a ton of fun. They'd be a really good team, I think. <laughs> but I, I don't know. So then, all right, last question before I go. Yeah, yeah. My favorite quarterback of all time, what are they doing with Zach Wilson? Oh, man. I mean, I love Zach Wilson coming out of BYU, and he's just, I he's let me down. So I mean, this, is, this is the plan. I just, it does... Matter on who they sign. So if they get Lamar for a five-year deal, yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson, gone. see ya, buddy. You can head back to. I think you make an argument only Mormon Lamar land. is what? the one. I think <laughs> Mormon. <laughs> land. I think Lamar is the only one where where Wilson gets cut. That's what I mean. If Rodgers is there for let's say two years, they have to do a two two-year deal. Um, I mean, Carr's thirty-two. I I think I think Wilson will sit the bench for maybe two whole seasons, maybe. Nah, but then they, they'll do a Jordan Love, and when he comes back, Zach Wilson will be 25 years old. He'll have sat behind one of the greatest to ever do it for two full seasons, and the problem he'll with have that a fresh is start. He, he won't do it. You don't think? No, nah, I think maybe one year he would do it. I, I think for one or two years. I mean, he'll be out of his deal. 
he might just say, hey, listen, I'd rather go compete well, somewhere and then, else. And then he would come back for, and then I guess they would pick him his fifth year option, and then yeah. they would just, it would just be a, pro, a straight prove it year for him. They'd say, how much have you learned? How have you gotten better off the field? Now you got to show up on the field for one year, and if you're if you're good, we'll pay you. That'd if be not, wild. you're done. Imagine he sits behind Rodgers and then like shows up in his prove year and like is like the next Patrick Mahomes. It looks like Rodgers. Yeah, how literally. crazy would that be? That would be the ultimate comeback story. He, he throws for like fifty touchdowns. Well, that's kind like, of what the Packers did with Favre and Rodgers, isn't it? Yeah, he sat behind him for three years, and I, I want to see Jordan Love because he's going through it as well, and he's learning yeah. behind three well, years. Well, you think Jordan Love's the Packer quarterback next year? Week one, I, I, I would think so. Right? I would think so, I, but yeah. I don't know if he's the future. Like I, right. I don't know because of yeah. Jordan Love and and that whole thing. But all right, well, lot to discuss. Um, Lit is gonna get out of here. He's gonna head down to Delaware for the Blue Coats game tonight. But uh, we're gonna take a quick step off, and when we come back, uh, speaking of all the stuff that's gonna be going on in the off season, uh, I'm gonna kind of guide you through what's going to be going on over the next couple of months here for third and long, and uh, just uh, address some stuff. And, kind of lay the groundwork. So don't go anywhere. This is the I third of the football podcast. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? There's really not even that much nicotine in them, right? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. My kid? My kid, My kid knows it's dangerous. 5.4 million American kids vape, and most think it's harmless. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. That's talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. What's your pop flavor? Get into pop flavor every Monday through Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. Home of the hottest pop hits on the market. From Selena Gomez to Justin Timberlake, Drake, and more. It's a lot of bad things that they wish and wish and wish. You know what's good? Stop by for a taste of pop flavor. Pop flavor. Yo, pop rocks on pop flavor. Monday through Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. On Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. And we are back here for the third and long football podcast. This is one of your two co-hosts, Aaron Hook. Uh, like we told you before, Brad Nick had to head out to go take care of some business down in Wilmington, Delaware for the Blue Coats game tonight. Um, so it's just me now. And uh, just for the next few minutes here, wanted to uh, just address some stuff that's been going on with the podcast and want to make some things clear and really kind of set and lay some groundwork for the show going forward. So first of all, off the bat, um, me and Nick, you know, we would like to sincerely apologize for the lack of episodes recently. We did record an episode, I think, three weeks ago at this point, discussing the um, wild card matchups and looking forward to some of the divisional round games. Uh, it never made it up onto Podbean uh, because of technical issues. So, again, we do apologize for the lack of episodes, not covering the playoffs is, is something that me and Nick are really upset at ourselves about. Um, we, we thought we could have done a much better job uh, again covering all the stuff that was going on over the last few weeks in the playoffs, um, and we didn't have any sort of Super Bowl preview show or anything like that. So, again, we take full responsibility. We are truly sorry uh, for not getting the content out. But this is how... We're going to structure things going forward. So the first order of business is we are going to try and do third and long 
uh, on Mondays at 3.30 p.m. So this episode, uh, while not streaming live, uh, just we are doing it out of the conference studio, um, it started being recorded at 3.30. So at the very bare minimum, we are going to record on Mondays at 3.30 and sometime on Monday, you know, figure about an hour or so after um, we wrap it up. It'll be up on Podbean. We're going to go and we're tr- we're going to try and go live some weeks where we have more guests and we can move over into the production studio um, and fire it up in there and figure out all the you know wiring and stuff like that to do that. We are going to try and do that as well um, and try to take advantage of Channel Two and and try to have some live shows, get more people involved. But again, at the very bare minimum, we will have an episode of Third and Long up. On Mondays, every week going forward in the off season, we're going to come in, record it at three thirty, and get it out probably by around I would say five thirty, six o'clock um, on Mondays. So you can expect episodes there. Obviously, we've got a very busy NFL off season to talk about every week. There's going to be free agency trades, the draft, stuff like that. Obviously, we'll have the draft special for the entire sports department coming up later in the year around April and you know May when the draft actually takes place. But we're going to have a lot of draft talk on the show as well. Um, in, in terms of segments, we are going to try and, and get it a little bit more organized because, you know, we've had the overreaction Tuesday stuff when we recorded on Tuesdays and we've had just the preview and the the review sections. We're going to try and make it a little bit more formal, a little bit more official, have a set itinerary with different segments every week, maybe three or four different segments that we spend 15, 20 minutes on each. Um, so, uh, we're going to list those out to you uh, in a future episode. I would, <laughs> I would expect it to be Let's episode. I would almost actually guarantee it to be Let's episode. Uh, me and Nick are going to go uh, steam something up, really kind of take our time and and process what we want to do on the show every week. And obviously, there will be flexibility, but we want to just at least have you know some groundwork. Again, like I keep saying. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're just going to try and get the show to a more reliable, consistent type of basis. Um, and also, obviously, uh, just recounting the fact that uh, we have not been very active over the last few weeks. And it, it, it's a disservice, honestly, to the rest of the sports department guys that have been putting out podcasts every week. And me and Nick uh, have been disappointed in ourselves that, you know, we obviously love watching the NFL and we want to talk about it. We, we, we just have not um, found the capabilities to push out episodes every week over the last few. So, yeah, we do apologize. But, again, you can expect weekly episodes Mondays, uh, 4th, 3rd, and long, Monday evenings. Uh, we're going to be more active on social media as well. You can follow the WGLS uh, sports Twitter account. Uh, we're going to put notices up there every time a new episode drops. So as soon as it goes up on Podbean, Spotify, wherever you, your podcast, uh, you just – Click the link that will uh, will attach to the tweet, and uh, you can go and listen. So, one final time, this has been Aaron Hook for the Third and Lawn Football Podcast for myself and my co-host, who is not here anymore, Nick Carlson. Uh, have a great rest of your week, everybody, and we will see you next Monday. You have been listening to Third and Long with your hosts Aaron Hook and Nick Carlson. Make sure to tune in weekly for new episodes. You can find Third and Long in every Rowan Radio sports podcast by searching Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your podcasts.